0: So we're going to be talking about the rain from heaven. And I believe we are truly living in a prophetic time in the kingdom of God. I have been really searching the heart of the Lord. And I said, Lord, I don't want to bring just another church message. How many know we don't need just another good church message? I really want to hear what the Spirit is saying in this season. And I believe it is the season of rain from heaven. I believe that God is raining down in his power and his Holy Spirit with demonstrations, signs, and wonders, And if you study out rain and, and what happens in natural rain, and I think they might have a slide up there for you, but when the natural rain comes, the first thing that takes place is it makes the air more purified, Now, what I want you to understand is in the air, there's pollutants, there's chemicals, there's things that are foggy, and when the rain comes, it pushes away all of those things so there's a clarity to see what's going on, and I believe in this season of the reign of God, God is pushing back all the confusion, all the worry in the world, all the plans of the enemy, and God is allowing by his spirit as as us kids to see what the Lord is doing because we are living in a good time, amen? We are living in a supernatural time in the kingdom of God. And when we receive this rain from heaven, it'll push back all the confusion in our life. And that's what's so amazing is the world doesn't have the answer. But how many know God has the answer? The world is wringing their hands in confusion and fear, but God is not afraid. He still sits on the throne. The word of God is yes and is amen, right? And so that's what we're living today. And when you know rain, the atmosphere of rain, when it hits another atmosphere, earth, there is a shifting that takes place. And there's a turbulence that takes place before the rain can come. And I believe that that is what has happened in the world today, that when God is coming down here on earth, there's an atmosphere meeting another atmosphere of earth, and there is a shifting taking place in the kingdom of God. And there's a turbulence that's happening. You know, the Lord said uh, years ago that God would shake everything that could be shaken. And I believe the church of Jesus Christ is being shaken right now. Not that God has caused anything that's going on in the world today. But with the shaking, it's going to cause us to believe. see as Christ followers, are we going to land on our feet? Are we going to land in our faith? Are we going to see what God has to see? Are we going to believe God for this fresh rain from heaven? Or is it going to identify a place of our faith that needs to be strengthened again by God? At first when this happened in in March of this year, it was confusion and there was fear and we didn't understand what was going on. But now that we're so much further down the road, I realize God didn't cause any of this, but God will show up in the middle of it. And God is always making a way where there seems to be no way. God is always creating a place of revival, a place of refreshing and newing for his kids if we'll just hear the sound of the season. And that's what God is calling us to do as Christ followers. Do we hear the sound of what God is doing in this season? So as it rains, the first thing it does is it pushes back and it purifies the air so we can see what God is saying. When it rains, there's also a chemical that is released from the rain, and it's a stress relieving. When you allow the presence of God to come in your life, when you allow the anointing of God to come into your life, it relieves the stress of this world. And as I said in first service, I was sitting at my desk this morning. I got up really early, and I was just talking to the Lord and going over my notes. And I heard the Lord say, where is my church Monday through Saturday? Where's my church? Because God isn't looking just for a Sunday anymore. The church got away with that for a while. We've had a lot of great services and a lot of great Sundays. But God is shifting things because the atmosphere of heaven is meeting earth. And God is saying the way things used to be are not going to be the things of the future. God's doing a new thing, a new wave, a new anointing, a fresh word from heaven. I don't want to go back to the old manna anymore. I, I had wonderful years in Christ. I've been serving the Lord a long time. And I have some incredible experiences with the Holy Spirit. But I told God, I don't want to live off those experiences anymore. I want the supernatural right now. I want the move of God right now. I need a fresh word from heaven. Amen. And I believe we're all in the same place. We're longing for this new move and this anointing from God. When that chemical is released in natural There is a negative ions that you can't see or touch, but you can smell them. There is a spirit of God here on earth. There is a rain from heaven that has already begun to rain on our world. And I know there's been a shift even in this church over the last three months. There's a shifting of allowing this true presence of God, this true presence of the Holy Spirit. I can't see it. I can't feel it. I don't know what God is doing, but I can smell the presence of God. As Christ followers, we need to wake up in the morning and say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, I invite you into my day. Holy Spirit, I invite you into my choices. Holy Spirit, I invite you into my life and my everyday living. Every day, Monday through Saturday, we need to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Because there is a presence of God that he wants to pour down upon his kids. Not just corporately, which we will experience corporately. But I believe the more that we meet him privately, the more that the corporately will begin to expose, and the corporate ministry will begin to be so powerful. But personal right, revival has to happen first, amen? God is calling that. So we know that rain is good for the plants and for the soil and is good for the harvest, and I believe we are coming into a season of harvest in the kingdom of God. I know that God is calling, calling this great evangelistic anointing to flood this world, and before God can release this great anointing, he has to release his spirit upon his people. There's a fresh wave of the Holy Spirit coming, and I have such an anticipation of that presence. But I want to focus on one thing this morning of what rain does, and it's a word called, um, let see if I can get it right, pedicor, petrichor. It's a chemical release. It's called petrichor, and it means this. It's a fragrance produced when it's raining. There's a fragrance that's produced, and when God's presence come down, there's going to be aroma of his presence, amen. There's going to be aroma of his awareness that's going to show up in our church services and in our homes. And when that chemical is released, it's a smell that's derived from the oil exuded by certain plants during dry periods. I think the dry places of our hearts is where God wants to begin to rain upon. Allow his presence to come down in the dry places of our hearts. And when that happens in our natural hearts, there will be an oil that will be released and poured out to the world. And what is that oil? It's the anointing of God. It's the power of God. When an anointing comes out of our dry places, we will begin to see the lame walk. We're going to see the dumb talk. We're going to see ears opened up. Amen. We're going to see the signs and wonders and miracles that we saw in the book of Acts when they got their focus on the assignment of God. God said Jesus' last assignment, he said, I'm going to fill you with power. We're going to read it in a minute. And then when I fill you with my spirit, I'm telling you to go. That was what Jesus said. Our assignment as the church is to go into all the world and spread the good news. Amen. Amen but we have to first be endued with the power of the Holy Spirit in the refreshing of the Holy Spirit. And we have to know that God wants to pour an oil out of his Spirit. So what happens? During the rain, the oil is released into the air with other compounds, which is emitted by wet soil. Whether we realize it or not, the church of Jesus Christ has become dry. The church of Jesus Christ has become apathetic. Not all of them, but I'm talking this real move of the capital C Church of Jesus Christ. That God wants to allow his spirit to flow through his church once again. God wants the freedom of the spirit to flow through his church again. He wants that rich oil to be poured down from his throne room into his kids and into his church. Amen. And I'm longing for that. And so what happens is when it hits that wet soil, when our hearts get fresh rain from heaven, it begins to produce this distinctive scent. And I can feel and I can sense this presence of God that is coming. My first point that I made last week or two weeks ago was that the the anointing of God brings the uh, refreshing of God, the refreshing of God. And I want to open up with our theme scripture verse, and it's Isaiah uh, 43, verse 3, and it says this. For I will pour my my water out on him who is thirsty. See, God is looking to pour his rain on those who are thirsty. And I talked a lot about that in week two. And floods on the dry ground. And I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessings on your offspring. God is longing. And this was the time of the Israelites when they were worshiping other gods. When priests were, were practicing drunkenness, when women were running away from their children, it was a time of chaos for the children of Israel. And God says, when I see chaos, I'm going to send my rain. Because God longs for his reign to come. God longs for his church to arise. God longs to show off for his church. And we are living in a chaotic time. We are living in a time where heaven is meeting hell on earth. And I'm telling you, the devil is angry. And the antichrist spirit is angry. And it is trying to destroy everything that we love and what God loves, which is the church of Jesus Christ. And if we can recognize and discern the season that we're in as Christ followers, we're not going to look at what we see in the world because that is a distraction. We're going to keep our eyes on Jesus. We're going to keep our eyes on the rain that wants to refresh our weary souls so that we can be ready to do what God's called us to do. And I'll share that scripture verse with you in a minute. But let's look at Isaiah 45, verse 8. It's in the English Standard Version. Shower, O heaven, from above. Let the clouds rain down on the righteousness. Rain down, excuse me, rain down righteousness. What is God doing in this season? He's calling repentance. He's calling a righteousness, not a perfection, but aligning with the voice of the Holy Spirit. He said, let the earth open... Why do we need that? Let the earth open that salvation and righteousness may bear fruit. What does God want for us as Christ followers? He wants us to bear fruit in every area of your life. Let the earth cause them both to sprout. How does something sprout? By the rain. And when the rain comes, what's going to sprout? Salvation and righteousness. What is God looking for here on earth for people to be saved, for a repentant spirit to hit this earth, for an evangelistic anointing to be loosed here on earth. He says, right, salvation, people giving their hearts to Jesus, and then righteousness means they turn from their sin and they're serving God. It doesn't mean they just come into a great church service. God is calling for true salvation that will know him, that will be delivered, that will be set free, that will be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit with signs and wonders following. I want to go over to Acts chapter. Well, let's finish this verse. Sorry. Let the, earth, um, let the earth cause them both to sprout. I, the Lord, have created it. God created this season for the harvest. Amen. So let's go over to Acts chapter, let's see, 1, verse 7, I think I'm going to start in. And this was where Jesus was meeting his disciples, and he was wanting to empower them With the Holy Spirit. And some of you, this may be new, and some it's just a reminder of what's living in your life. But when Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave them the the assignment to go. He said, But before I go, I'm gonna send my Holy Spirit upon you. And when that Holy Spirit comes, it's gonna give you power. Jesus made the exchange of his presence and left another presence like him with more power to do the works of the kingdom. So if you look at verse 7, it says this, And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Now, if you look at the word times or seasons, the word times is the chronos time. It's the 24-7. And the season is the kairos time. It's where you're just living your 24-7 and God shows up in a supernatural way. When people maybe wasn't even serving Jesus and they found themselves wandering into Faith Builders Church and all of a sudden they give their life to Jesus and they've been transformed. That's a Kairos moment. You step into a supernatural time that you cannot manufacture. And Kairos is where it tells of the special happenings occurring in the Kronos time. And God is saying to the church, and this is where we have to pay attention, I believe we are living in end times. I don't believe we're in the end of the end times, but I believe we are living in these end times. And we can be so distracted by looking at the times and the season that we're not doing what Jesus said to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, we can examine the times, and we should be wise in those times. But what happens in the church and what has happened in the church is we have turned inside. We've come to church every Sunday, and it's like, what are you going to preach to me, pastor? What new revelation can you give me? What's the, how's the praise and worship going to be? Are they going to be anointed? Are they going to move? They are they going to speak to me? And the church has gotten so internal that we have forgot the message of Jesus, which he said, go. My power was not for you to have it inside only. That power was for you to go into all the world. And that's why I believe God has turned the church inside out. And it's uncomfortable, and it's new wineskins, and we don't like this season, and church isn't going to look like the way it's going to look like. And I'm saying, God, what does it look like? I don't even know what it looks like, but I'm trusting God that it's not going to be the way it used to be. I don't want things the way they used to be. I'm so thankful the Lord shook off those old days, but I'm looking with anticipation to God, what do you want today? What do you want, Holy Spirit? Have your way. He said, don't look at the times and the seasons. Don't let that be your focus. You know, I grew up very charismatic. We grew up around, you know, uh, churches that we, we speak in tongues and we see deliverances and we see all those things. But what happens is we have a tendency to leave the charismatic gifts just for each other. And the world needs it. The world needs to see the power of God. The man who's addicted to alcohol or drugs or maybe abusing his wife needs to know the power of God. The lost needs to know a salvation experience with Jesus Christ. People who are hopeless, the world is lost and hurting and broken. And if it ever was a season that they're ready for Jesus, it's right now. I uh, did a study on Catherine um, Amy Simple McPherson. She's got a she, there's a biography about her. She was such an incredible, powerful woman of God. And when the Spanish flu hit um, hit California, hit the world. When it did, it was killing a lot more than COVID is killing. But the difference between then and now is you didn't have all the social media with a million opinions. And what happened is. The church got on fire and revival happened because there was a need for God. And the thing that the mistakes that's been made in this season is the government has said, I'll go to your homes, go by yourself. They get people in solidarity where where they can be lonely and depressed. There's no covering. There's no pastor. There's confusion. And there's every work of the enemy. And instead, Amy Simple said, no, we are going to go to the house of the Lord. She was a woman with courage who said people must know the presence of God in a dark season. And that, that arena in L.A. is where the greatest revival took place. They were lining up outside the doors as hearses were driving by. That's how horrible that disease was. Ambulances were driving by. People were dying everywhere, but they were lining up in the house of God. Because they said, We need a miracle. We need the power of God. I need a touch from God. People waiting in line to get to the arena were being saved on the streets 20, 30, 40 of them laying out before God saying, I need Jesus. That's revival a good church service, a great song. Flooding a church is not revival. Revival is when people are being healed and saved by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is my heart's cry that people will walk right by this property and say, I, what must I do to be saved? That's revival. People being healed and delivered, that's revival. And that's what God's doing. He's changing this rain, hitting this earth. He's changing the church, and and it's uncomfortable. And it's going to take some time, but we are moving our way towards what God wants. Amen? So let's look at this. Don't worry about the time or the season. We know Jesus is coming back again, and it's going to be awesome, right? But let's look at verse 8. But what did he say? Don't look at the time or the seasons, but be prepared for them. And how do I prepare? Verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You have to remember that we have the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. The moment that you accepted Jesus, you have got the power of God to overcome everything this world throws at you. Now, if you look at the word power, I want you to see this. It means inherited power. So when the Spirit comes upon you, you inherit the power of God. You can put that screen up there, sweetheart. Power. It's inherited power. It's power residing in a thing by the virtue of its nature. So what does that mean? Everything that has the nature of God is living on the inside of me. That means the God of creation's power is living in me. The power that raised Jesus from the dead is living in me. The power that is an overcomer is living in you. I should say you now because I want to encourage you. You have the power of the Holy Spirit that can cast out demons, that can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. When the power of the Holy Spirit came to the church, it wasn't for them. It was for them to be launched into ministry. And the church has gotten it reversed. We've made it all about get him in here, and we'll see God moving. God's saying, not this season. We're getting out there. And there's, there, there, there's importance for the local church. The church is the bride of Christ. If you look in the Old Testament, they, God always had an assignment to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. God wanted a place of worship for his people. Nehemiah had a heart from God and said, God, I'm going to quit my job and I have to go rebuild the walls for a place where we can worship you. The church is important. We need a place of worship. We need a place of accountability. You need a place of covering. And there's a spirit out there today that would say you don't need the church, that the church has left the building. Now, is that half truth? Yes, but it's not all truth. Because the church is Christ, it's the bride of Christ, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. And if you look at Nehemiah, the only people that tried to frustrate the will of God was the enemy. They were trying to build the wall for a place of worship, and the enemy was coming in the back door trying to frustrate the will of God. And that's that spirit that's in the world today. It's an antichrist spirit that wants to undo the church of Jesus Christ. When God says, gather together even more so as you see the day approaching. There is a gathering. And so what did they do in Acts? They were filled with the Holy Spirit. And what did they do? They went out and they began to share that that message of salvation. They began to baptize them in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. They saw signs and wonders. And they brought those 3,000 people back to the apostles brought him back. The apostles spoke the word of God, heard what God had to say, spoke the word to the people. Those people took it back out to the highways and byways. They opened up their home. They shared the message of the apostles. They won people to Jesus. They baptized them in the Holy Spirit. They spoke in other tongues, and they saw signs, wonders, and miracles. And guess what? They did repeat. Those 5,000 came back to the apostles' word, heard the word from God, went back out into the world. And that's how revival will happen here in the world today. When we take the message that we've been empowered from God and we give it away. Amen. And it's going to take time to shift this because we're so used to what we do here. And that's why I'm preaching every Sunday so desperately for you to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Amen. Amen it is time for us to be have remind ourselves of this power so the power is this inherited power dunamis everything that god is now becomes who i am amen what for ministry what do we need power in the ministry for serving amen. we need serving in the house of the lord amen. we need people to take care of our babies our kids and share Jesus with them and lay hands on them and prophesy over them while their parents are in here getting born again and filled with the Holy Spirit and transformed by God. Amen. We need greeters to love on people. You never know what that smile that you give that you don't remember the power of God that you walk in changes and touches someone heart that walks in here broken and, and abused and abandoned. We need the house of the Lord to have servers to be strong and healthy, amen. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to share this life and living gospel of our salvation. We need need the power of God. They needed the power of the Holy Spirit to establish his church, which I talked about a little bit. We need the church of Jesus Christ, amen. But we have to be ready to receive what the Holy Spirit has. I believe there's a new outpouring, fresh outpouring of the Spirit. So let's look again at verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, which is local, and in Judea, which is um, national, and Samaria is cross-cultural. Because Jews weren't supposed to minister to the Samaritans. You, you know, the women at the well. I don't have time to go into that today. But it's cross-culture. What does that mean? God will take you places I could never go. You have a group of people that you have a voice in. You have influence in. You will cross over a culture that maybe don't deserve God, but you're going to go and give them the gospel and the power of Jesus Christ. Amen? If you're a trucker, you're going to get to the truckers and win them for Jesus. Amen? We have to cross cultures. We got to be willing to love people that's unlovable in this season. Love people that maybe the church has thrown away and judged. We got to be willing. By the power, we need the power of God to do that. Amen. So in Romans um, eight eleven, it says this: Romans eight eleven. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. So remember when you're born again there's this new birth of the holy spirit He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you You've got to remember that no matter what you face it's not about being perfect it's not about Jesus picked men that would not be picked, normally picked He picked fishermen He picked tax collectors. He picked men uneducated to the law, but he chose them. Why? Because it wasn't about the qualifications. It was about the Holy Spirit's power that was living on the inside of them. God has chosen you for such a time as this. And if we could just take off the shell that we feel we have to be super spiritual. God isn't looking for perfect people. He's looking for willing people. Are you willing to say, Lord, here am I? And open up our eyes when we're in the world and be sensitive and discerning. When I'm with someone, can I just simply pray with them? Yes. Can I just simply, when I lay hands on them, Lord, please let them feel your anointing and your power. But that's going to come when we allow this fresh revival to happen to us and reign in our hearts. And see that we need this fresh flow of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So there's the new birth. And then there's John seven thirty-seven. Which says this, John seven thirty-seven, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Let there's that overflow of the Holy Spirit. There's a drinking from the rain and the anointing of heaven when we are thirsty. And when that happens, it pours out on everyone around us. Amen. Such a great time to be in the kingdom of God. All right, let's look very quickly this morning. Let's see if this is all I wanted to do. Thank you, Jesus. I want to go to the woman at the well very quickly, John chapter 4. We're talking about being thirsty, and Jesus showed up to the Samaritan woman who Jesus shouldn't have been ministering to, but I want you to read the two verses in 13 and 14. Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water, the natural water, Is going to thirst again. See, the more that we enjoy just the natural things, even just church, even just the normal things of just coming to church, we're gonna continue to be thirsty. But what God is saying in this season if you'll drink of the rain, the water that I will give you, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. What does that mean? I have a satisfaction coming from Jesus in this season. And when we are fully satisfied by the refreshing anointing of God, we will begin to pour out of us the oil of the reign of God to other people. But we have to first be refreshed, amen. But the water that I shall give him shall become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. This is the refreshing that God is bringing to his people, not only for ourselves but for the world and to give this away, amen. Thank you, Jesus. And so what do we do in the meantime? I want to look at um, James 5-7. I'm going to close with this today. We've had a lot of ministry time together, but John 5, 7, what do we do in the meantime? Listen, I have learned this in the kingdom of God. You cannot force God to move. You can't. And I I believe in fasting and prayer. And January 1st, 2nd, we're going into our fasting. We're going into three weeks of prayer. And I know we are going to combat the forces of hell. I feel like our church is on an assignment. We want to break this antichrist spirit in this world and over this city. And we want to break that wall for this fresh rain to come. But I'm going to tell you there's nothing we can do to manufacture the rain. We can't do it. And we can't get in our religious works to think, well, I did all this, God. Almost like God should reward us. That's not how God works. He's sovereign. We can expect the rain, but what he wants us to do is prepare for it. And that means to get our gaze where it needs to be. That means to watch for the enemy. Because how many know the enemy is out and about right now to cause strife and division and, and offense and all these spirits to break the body of Christ apart? Why? Because when you can break something apart, you can control it. So we have to be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove in this season. I tell you, I have had my face like a flint since March because I'm not looking at anything but Jesus. I'm looking at the author and the finisher of my faith, the one who wrote the book and wrote the end of it. I'm looking unto Jesus, not only for my own life, but for this church. I'm not going to look at the rattling sabers that's being thrown in the world today. Because guess what? The world is not our answer. Jesus is our answer. And when the church can just keep our eyes and be wise as a serpent, walk in love, walk in forgiveness, don't be easy rattled by the things going on right now, we will see the rain. Because there's a turbulence happening. Because before the rain, there's a turbulence. There's always a shaking. So what do we do? James 5, 7, I'll close with this. Did I give it to you guys? I didn't? Okay, I'll just read it. Therefore, be patient. What do we have to do? Be patient. I'm prepared, but I'm also patient because I don't have to look at the time or the seasons. Those are in God's hands. I recognize them, but my job is to remember the Holy Spirit's power that I can walk in every day. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. So our job is to be prepared and wait patiently. Next week, I'm going to talk about the early and the latter rain. And prophetically, what does that look like today that we're living in? Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Father, we just thank you that today, Lord, in your house, there were so many miracles, God. So many healings and freedom that took place. And God, I thank you for everyone here today that, Lord, we desire your fresh rain, Father God. We desire, Lord, a, a renewing and a, and a refreshing and a restoration of your spirit, Father God. And Lord, we just say, Holy Spirit, come. And as we prepare ourselves, God. I thank you that you're going to begin to stir up the gifts on the inside of us. You're going to begin to quicken us and awaken us, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to give us ears to hear what your spirit has to say in this season, God. We're not going to draw from any other well but then from the wells of the Holy Spirit, God. We're not going to receive the news of the world, God. We're not going to look to anything, but we're going to keep our eyes on you in this magnificent magnificent season of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Father God, we know, God, that you are moving in a beautiful yet powerful way on earth. And we just thank you. We just surrender ourselves to you. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way in our lives and our plans, Lord God, and our agendas. Interrupt us, God. Let there be a spiritual interruption in our life, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Let us bring you home. Let us be sensitive. Let us cry out to you, God. I just thank you. And maybe you're here this morning and you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And I want to give everyone the opportunity. Maybe some of you are just coming back to the Lord. Maybe there's just some convictions that are happening on the inside of your heart, and that's good because God just wants you to give them to him. So I want you just to repeat this after me. Say, dear Jesus, I'm asking you to forgive me of all of my sin. Forgive me for any apathy. Forgive me for any dry places. And I just say, Holy Spirit, come. Here I am. In Jesus' name, amen. We're bringing our discipleship class back on Sunday mornings. We haven't had it since we've gathered back, but we want to teach you about tithes and offerings. We want to teach you about the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. We also have lots of audio online you can catch. We want to teach you on servanthood and all the things that I'm teaching here very quickly. We want to mentor you because some of you are so new in Jesus and we want to really train you in what it means to be a Christ follower, amen. So please be looking out for that to get you in that class so that God can equip you, amen, and use you for what he's going to use you for. All right, I'd like to welcome Pastor Paul as he closes.